if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers bearing crosses stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. Good morning to you. Thank you for joining us as we get rolling at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on a free-for-all Friday that will be such the eighth morning of the first month of the, the year of our Lord, 2021. I have one guest on the schedule today. We're going to talk to uh, former Congressman Jim Renacci. He was not in the Capitol building during Wednesday's chaos, but he, of course, has a lot of friends and former colleagues who were. We're going to get his perspective on what happened and what happens to this country going forward. He is also very busy with making big plans for the state of Ohio, whether that's a part of a gubernatorial challenge in a primary uh, to, of Mike DeWine or not. Well, maybe we'll ask him that question today. It's already been floated, and uh, we'll see what he has to say about that today. But um, Jim Redacey will be joining us at 935. Other than that, prior and uh, subsequent to that interview, the phone lines will be yours. It is free for all, 216-901-0945, 1110 I'm going to pivot a little bit this morning from my disgust and my um, shock and my outrage at what happened at the Capitol on Wednesday to share with you my disgust and my outrage at the hypocrisy um, in the manner it is being covered and commented upon. I have had more than I can take about this, and I'm sure you feel the same way. First of all, a police officer was killed in that riot. We found that out this morning, that a police officer who had been injured in scuffling with or fighting with or pushing or whatever you want to call it, um, or he, has, he has died. Sorry about that. He has died, and that is simply a tragedy, and it is unnecessary. It is unacceptable, and everyone needs to acknowledge that. A dead police officer is something that we simply just cannot tolerate because of outrage uh, over anything, whether it be politics, whether it be an election, no matter what it is. So first of all, we need to understand and accept that, uh, that, that now we have you know four deaths as a result of what happened on Wednesday. A white woman, Trump supporter, was shot and killed trying to enter the building. A police officer has succumbed to injuries uh, sustained during fighting with the rioters. 
and a couple of other people died due to medical conditions uh, while everything was going on. So you can kind of paint that however you wish. Some people uh, perhaps had heart attacks or whatever the case might be. It's terrible and it's sad and it, and it's awful. Now, having said all of that, why is it that this is the first time the left has been upset by the death of a police officer? Why is this the first time that the left has been upset at riots, period? Why is uh, President-elect Joe Biden making ridiculous racially charged speeches now about the way this riot was handled when he was silent for eight months of rioting in this past spring and summer and into the fall? Why is Kamala Harris making racially charged statements about that? Why are the left-wing media making statements about that? Why are they suddenly so concerned with rioting when they spent eight solid months championing riots by both active and passive support, actively stating that they support the riots because these people need to be heard, actively stating that these people have been pushed too far, and that's why they're acting out in the way they are, and then passively supporting it by refusing to condemn Joe Biden, passively supporting it by refusing to acknowledge the violence, the burning, the looting, the billions of dollars in property damage by putting reporters in front of cameras and stating this is mostly peaceful as buildings burn behind them. All of the Democrat rioting and violence, and that's what I call it because it was done by Antifa and Black Lives Matter all summer and fall long, all of it was supported by Democrats in the media and in elected office. And those riots included victims assaulted by the rioters, innocent people pulled from trucks and beaten into into, uh, unconsciousness. Innocent people assaulted as they sat by at local cafes outdoors eating and having their uh, and having their their uh, tables overturned and having them pushed into corners all upon the orders of Maxine Waters, who said when Donald Trump came into office to push up on these people and let them know they are not welcome here. Innocent victims of rioters committing violent acts, billions in damages, vandalism, theft encouraged they're on the record they're on tape being encouraged by kamala harris nancy pelosi etc calling this martin luther king like saying that rioting is the voice of the unheard so it's okay but trump supporters joining antifa provocateurs storming the capitol building those those voices they're not unheard that's just rioting. Those are just thugs. You, you heard uh, President-elect Joe Biden say that. How many police officers have been assaulted, wounded, hospitalized by Dem rioters this past summer alone? Rocks, fireworks, industrial-strength fireworks shot directly at them, not into the air. High-powered laser pointers blinding them. How many police officers have been shot and killed in this summer of war on cops? Because cops must be abolished. Policing must be defunded. How many cops have been injured, wounded, hospitalized, killed in this past summer alone? Yet not a single word of condemnation from the left. Because cops are the enemy. Now, a police officer 
perishes in this conflict in some capacity with the uh, rioters at the Capitol building, and suddenly we care about cops. Suddenly, now they find their voice to express concern of, uh, over this officer. I would rather be on the side that I'm on, the side that condemned anarchy from the beginning and condemned lawlessness from the beginning and defended police officers who are being attacked from the beginning. And most of the people listening to the sound of my voice and who have listened to me for the last several months of all of this are the same way. We condemned this lawlessness and this attack on cops from the beginning. Demon rats approved of it, either actively or passively, the entire time. Now they want to pivot and say, oh my gosh, these Trump supporters killed a cop. That is absolutely asinine. I want you to listen to a little bit of what is being spouted right now by the left, including the president-elect, which we have to call him now because his vote, uh, the electoral votes, rather, have been certified by the Congress. I want you to listen to the race-baiting, which is just continuing the policy and the method of operation of the left in this country. Listen to Joe Biden tell these lies. A little over an hour and a half after the chaos started, I got a text from my granddaughter Finnegan Biden who's a senior in her last semester at the University of Pennsylvania she sent me a photo of military people in full military gear scores of them lining the steps of the Lincoln Memorial because of protests by Black Lives Matter She said, Pop, this isn't fair. No one can tell me that if had been a group of Black Lives Matter protesting yesterday, there wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have been treated very, very differently. I'll take that bet. I can tell you that if Black Lives Matter had been at the Capitol on on, uh, uh, Wednesday, that it would have been a very, very different story. I will tell you. Here's why. First of all, to the Lincoln Memorial comparison. What is the Lincoln Memorial? You unimaginable dolt. It's a statue. What had been happening to prominent statues of Lincoln and of Washington and of Confederate targets all spring and summer long? They had been being destroyed, torn down. In a summer in which they were targeting and destroying statues, they announced they were coming for the Lincoln Memorial. Of course there were going to be lines of officers defending the Lincoln Memorial. Because everybody knew what the goal was going to be. The destruction of the Lincoln Memorial. It didn't matter whether the targeted uh, destroyers were black or white. Anybody who was coming for the Lincoln Memorial after seeing them, for crying out loud, they targeted the Mount Rushmore. President Trump had to go to Mount Rushmore and give a speech and say, this will be defended. Our history, our founders, our, our, our protectors will be defended. That had nothing to do with the Black Lives Matter people being black, you lying piece of Biden. By comparison, on Wednesday, no one thought that Trump supporters, whether infiltrated by Antifa agents provocateur or not, 
would storm the Capitol. That's why it was different. Trump supporters have been traditionally at rally after rally after rally held by Donald Trump over the last several years extraordinarily peaceful. No violence at all, unless confronted by counter-protesters wearing black and carrying baseball bats, otherwise known as Antifa. There's been no violence by Trump supporters, so why would anybody expect violence and circle the Capitol building with row after row of of riot-geared officers or National Guardsmen? Because the Trump supporters have never indicated any such uh, of activity, either by action or by word. Compare that to Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter has been violent and Antifa at every single one of their quote-unquote protests. Billions of dollars in damages in multiple cities. So Biden plays the race card. And not just Joe Biden, but also Kamala Harris, and also prominent celebrities including the biggest fraud in the history of team sports known as LeBron James. LeBron James, to Twitter or Instagram or whatever ridiculous social media platform that he prefers these days, um, and chose to fan the flames, tweeting or messaging, quote, Do you understand now? All caps. I know the answer to that, James wrote. You still don't, uh, you still don't cause, you still don't, I guess is what he means to say without punctuation. You still don't, cause no matter what happens, you still won't be judge, looked at crazy, chained, beaten, hung, shot to death because of the color of your skin. Two Americas, he spells with KKK, we live in. And it was at full capacity, live, in direct yesterday in our nation's uh, capital, at the Capitol. Hashtag, I pray for better days for my people. LeBron James is a piece of trash. A race-baiting piece of trash who knows full and well what I'm about to tell you. That the only thing different that would have been at the Capitol on Wednesday had it been a Black Lives Matter riot storming the Capitol is that no one would have been shot for just trying to come through a window. You understand that? What's the difference between the way the Trump supporters were treated and the way Black Lives Matter has been treated in every single one of the riots this summer in every city in which they took place? The Black Lives Matter and Antifa rioters were given space to destroy all summer long in every city. You remember that phrase, right? The former mayor of Baltimore who said, give them, after the Freddie Gray uh, decision, give them space to destroy. And that's what has happened. They weren't held accountable, all of these rioters who smashed, burned, looted, and assaulted. They weren't, they weren't held accountable, and none of them were shot trying to come through a window. A white protester, a 14-year uh, Air Force veteran, Trump supporter wearing a flag as a cape, tried to come through a window or a door, whatever it was, and was shot while doing so by a police officer. She was not pointing a weapon at the police officer. She was not being resisting arrest by a police officer. She was not in, in any way, shape, or form posing a violent threat to the police officer, and yet she was shot. Do you think police officers would have shot a black person just coming through the window? That's it? 
For crying out loud, we watched all summer long as police officers gave them the space they wanted. No one would have been shot. Cops were too terrified all summer long in Portland and in Seattle and in Minneapolis and in L.A. And every place this happened, in Chicago, cops were too terrified of being killed or arrested and charged to interfere with Black Lives Matter rioting all summer long. They were forced to stand by and watch as they were assaulted by rocks and fireworks and all kinds of other weapons. Black rioters were given all the space that they wanted to destroy and were not held accountable. So you tell me how things would have been different if this was a Black Lives Matter rally at the Capitol. You tell me how somehow, some way, this indicates two Americas, a white America and a black America. And you tell me how the American left, media and elected officials, can stand there and show their faces, hypocritically condemning this violence, hypocritically crying for this police officer, when they just thumbed their noses, if not extended their middle fingers, at police officers killed and wounded during these events all year long. I've had enough of that hypocrisy. 216-901-0945. I'll be right back. All right, 926, just so that we can all get a little reminder of what I'm talking about. On Capitol Hill in the House this past summer, there was a resolution that was proposed by a Republican. And that resolution was to condemn, to condemn all violence and rioting. Okay? The resolution was to condemn all violence and rioting. It was proposed by a Republican Greg Stube, or Stubey, I apologize for that, not sure which, uh, back in June. And it condemned the killing of George Floyd at the hands of police, or the death of George Floyd at the hands of police, calling it inconsistent with values and conduct expected of law enforcement officers. The resolution also supported peaceful protesting, but noted that protests that have been exploited by violent extremists carrying out acts of violence, looting, and destruction, and additional loss of life, must not be condoned. It supported law enforcement officers, whose job it is to try to keep the peace while people are expressing their First Amendment rights. And this this literal condemnation of all rioting and violence was blocked by House Democrats unanimously. Not one single House Democrat wanted to, wanted to support the condemnation, in other words, to oppose violence and rioting. Because they saw rioting and violence as being righteous, if it's done by the right people. If it's done by what they deem to be the oppressed in their social justice uh, uh, war. You want an example? Let me give you an example. In addition to the House Democrats opposing unanimously, that means not one of them voted to condemn rioting and violence. Now today they're condemning rioting and violence because of what happened on on Wednesday at the Capitol. But in addition to the elected Democrats, there's the left-wing media. Listen to this little montage from CNN, MSNBC, and other left-wing journalists. I want to be clear in how I characterize this. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it, is not, uh, it is not, generally speaking, unruly. 
That ain't a riot, what we're seeing right now in Minneapolis. They are strictly principled anti-fascists, and they've taken a principled stand to stand against white supremacists and white nationalists wherever they may show up. I argue to you tonight, all punches are not equal morally. It says it right in the name, Antifa, anti-fascism, which is what they were there um, fighting. Listen, there's, you know, no organization is perfect. There was some violence. Any reasonable person would say we shouldn't be destroying other people's property, but these are not reasonable times. But thank goodness for the looters, man. And please show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. I don't care that much about statues. Shouldn't that be done by a commission or the city council, not a mob in the middle of the night throwing it into the harbor? People will do what they do. What you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Do not get it twisted and think that, oh, this is some something that has not never happened before and then this is so terrible and where are we and these savages and all of that. This is how this country was started. People get mad. And people get sick of it. People are risking COVID to explain to this country that we're fed up. Most of the major movements in American history have started at the grassroots level and at some point have turned into direct conflict with American government. So remember your history before you judge your present. Thuggishness is thuggishness wherever it comes from politically and we should be the first to call it out. I disagree. You know, I laugh, not at the humor of it, but just at the hypocrisy of it. They spent an entire year, or at least the better part of one, eight to nine months, defending violent rioting, explaining it away as being justifiable because the people are fed up. Yet the people in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday who were fed up who went to the Capitol ostensibly to to chant and to yell to try to get their voices heard, who went too far, they are thugs who must be put down. This is, this is the insanity of the, the age in which we are living, my friends, and it's one that we must call out and we must work to stop. I've got to get to our news here, but real quick, I want to say this too, just, just real fast. For all of those pointing the finger of blame at Donald Trump for what happened there, including the phony virtue-signaling staffers who have been resigning with just two weeks to go, they're all trash, people with no honor. Why? Because they think that self-preservation matters more than serving their country and their appointed posts. Because they think that breaking with Trump at the 11th hour will spare them the career-long attacks and cancellations that the left has already planned for them. The left has already said anybody who has been a part of the Trump administration or Trump support team, support staff, etc., much less Trump voters, they're all going to be canceled. They should all be denied work. They should all be cast aside. And so these Trump supporters who see the anger now at what happened on Wednesday, these Trump uh, uh, cabinet members and staffers think that they'll spare themselves. They're no different than the businesses in the big cities of Portland and Seattle that put signs on the door saying, we support Black Lives Matter, which means please don't destroy us. And they got destroyed anyway. That's exactly what's going to happen to these people. Anyone calling for the 25th Amendment or another impeachment, it's just a continuation 
of the lying about the man that has been going on for five solid years. We'll get the perspective of Jim Renacci coming up next. AM 1420, The Answer. Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. All right, 937, we continue. AM 1420, the answer. Thanks for being with us. We'll get back to a free for all Friday coming up after we talk to our next guest. And before I introduce our guest, um, this is unbelievable. Somebody just messaged this to me from the Washington Post. Flight Attendant Union says Capitol Rioters should be banned from flights home. The flight, the Union of Flight Attendants, I don't know what it's called, says that Capitol Rioters should be banned from the flights home. Because these people are, of course, the scum of the earth. The rioters that caused billions, with a B, dollars of damages in Washington, D.C. this summer, they're the salt of the earth. They are the righteous. Those that helped uh, participate in that storming of the Capitol yesterday, or Wednesday rather, they are the scum of the earth. They shouldn't even be allowed to fly. This is what's happening. This is what's happening, and this is exactly why we have to fight even harder now. And, of course, this is one of the biggest issues here, as we'll talk to Congressman Renacci about in a moment. President Trump told his people to fight also. We don't mean with this, neither did he means we have to fight with everything we have to change things for better in this country. It does not mean with fists. The only ones who promoted fist fighting are the liberal Democrat media that actually supported and called the rioting all summer long by BLM and Antifa virtuous. And that's the difference. All right, Congressman Jim Renacci, as I mentioned, joins us now. Former Congressman Renacci, who's been working very, very hard on behalf of Ohio and Ohioans in recent uh, months and really over the past couple of years. Uh, Congressman has agreed to come on to talk with us a little bit about what happened on Wednesday and what is the path forward. Good to talk to you, Mr. Renacci. How are you, sir? Good to talk to you, Bob. I'm doing fine, and hopefully you are as well. Well, doing as well as we can be expected, I suppose, to be doing right now, Congressman. This is a very, very rough time in our country, and it's long, long preceding what happened on Wednesday. Um, it's just, you know, Wednesday was obviously a boiling point. So there's three elements to this that I want to talk about with you. Number one is what happened, and I'll get your reaction to that. Number two is why it happened, which I still don't think a lot of people understand. And the number three is the way that it is being covered and the reaction to it. Uh, talking, of course, about the storming of the Capitol on Wednesday. Now, I know you were not there, uh, as you are a former congressman, but you have several colleagues who were, and I'm pretty sure you probably have spoken to some of them or messaged with some of them about what happened inside. So can you tell me from that perspective, your perspective as a former member of, member of Congress, um, what you know, how, how you felt, I guess, when that whole event took place? Well, absolutely, Bob. And, and you have to remember, of course, I spent eight years in that uh, place. And I can tell you that those type of situations, nothing like we saw on Wednesday, but those type of situations did occur. Um, and I still remember the days when the Capitol Police would grab me when I was walking down the hall and say, Come, you're coming with me, even though you had no idea what they were doing. They would take you to a secure place and you'd be there with not only other members of Congress, but staff. And I think that's what people have to realize. Even though there are 535 uh, members of the House and Senate, 
There are a tremendous amount of young staffers there between the ages of 21 and 35, um, actually probably thousands. And those are the people that also are affected by anything that happens in the Capitol. And uh, normally, uh, you know, you would not see such an act of people breaking through windows. I mean, uh, I still have my... uh, I I always gave so much credit to the Capitol Police because even if you remember with uh, Congressman Scalise, they take bullets for uh, the people inside the Capitol, and uh, that's what they did in that situation. And I do believe that in the heart of all hearts, they thought they were doing the right thing. Uh, I'm not sure what the command center was telling them. I would bet you they first retreated to protect those inside. I'm not sure uh, if they had enough available staff to stop what was going to happen uh, by coming through the windows and the doors. And uh, so in the end, uh, it's just a terrible act uh, of what I saw. And I think about the fear that probably was running through many of those staffers, which is the feeling I had. And I did talk to many of my colleagues that day. They were calling me, telling me, this is ridiculous. This is outrageous what's happening. Now, on the other side of it, I will agree with you. I mean, uh, there was peaceful protest and i had a lot of friends there in washington dc that day who i were talking to who were not violent who did not do this but that doesn't mean that the people who did do this should be able to get away with it and and i think you saw even the president came out yesterday and said that uh the demonstrators who uh who uh, engaged in these acts of violence and destruction you do not represent our country you broke the law and you will pay. That's the president's words yesterday. Um, right. But in the end, and, and, and I support have, that, and I support yours too. Good. Yeah, and and we do have to condemn all violence. Look, I don't. If you if you truly are a conservative, whether you're Republican, Independent, whatever, you believe in law and order, and you can't ever not believe in law and order. And our country is based on laws and order. And we have to support that. And I agree with some of the things I heard you saying earlier on your show. You know, we don't have the liberals doing that, and they they do it here, but they don't do it there. And that's why we have to be consistent. And the the thing that I keep trying to tell people is consistency. Your principles have to be consistent. And I think that's the real key. Uh, I think that's very well said. You know, I was watching a video this morning of... um, the Supreme Court during uh, the uh, uh, the uh, swearing in of, of Judge Justice Kavanaugh and the wild liberals at the doors of the Supreme Court literally pounding on the doors, screaming, shut it down, shut it down. Every bit as, as aggressive and every bit as attempting to breach uh, the property as we saw yesterday, the only difference being they were less successful. They couldn't get in, but they tried, and they pounded it. And I'm looking at the media coverage, and the media was proud of this, talking about the mainstream, the same ones that I just played those clips of from CNN, MSNBC. They're talking about these righteous protesters. They're challenging the flipping of the Supreme Court to being a conservative majority, putting in jeopardy, Roe versus Wade, et cetera, et cetera. So we, we, we have seen this before, uh, you know, maybe not to the level of, of what we saw on Wednesday, but the idea that this was something so unique when literally all summer long they were praising that type of expressiveness, the way to hear, make the voiceless have their voices heard is to storm and and commit you know vandalism and violent acts the hypocrisy here congressman and i'm skipping to number three on my little list of things to talk to you about the hypocrisy in the coverage is what continues to aggravate and agitate millions and millions of americans 
Well, and absolutely. And it's social media. It's the main street media. It's all these things added together. We have to step back and we have to start realizing that much of this is fueled by media and social media and falseness. And there are so many things out there that people have to step back and be consistent with their principles. You know, I had so many people telling me yesterday or the day before yesterday, I can't even remember because these last couple of days, that I was wrong in condemning the violence. We should have violated. We should have attacked. No, that's not true. A consistent conservative believes in law and order. And, and we should condemn those that don't believe in law and order. And we should condemn the liberal media who, who supported what went on in Portland and other. That's being consistent, and we have to do that. And continue to do that, but again, and when you say support, sir, I'm I'm sorry, just real quick. When you say supported them, not just in words, but financially, the the incoming vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris, raised funds to bail rioters out of jail so that they could come go go on and continue their righteous work. She literally, can you imagine, Congressman Renacci? What would, what would be said right now if the current vice president, not the incoming one, but the current one, Mike Pence, right now went online and started a fundraiser to help bail these Capitol Hill rioters out of jail? Because a couple dozen of them have been arrested. More arrests are coming as police comb through video to identify people. They're arresting and holding people accountable. Can you imagine? Mike Pence saying, let's get these people out of jail. Let's raise money for their bail. Cause that's what Kamala Harris did. Well, look, I do believe they should be arrested, and, and, but I also believe the people that you know, broke into the windows in Cleveland and broke into the windows in Portland should be arrested, too. So I agree with you. It's the consistency, and I also right. agree with you. It's not right what Kamala Harris is doing, whatever, however you pronounce her first name. Uh, but at the same time, I think we need to get back. We need to come back to that consistent approach. We have to. Look, what happened in Georgia? I also have people saying to me, that election was rigged. Well, wait a minute. We had more Republicans looking at that election than ever before. The difference was, in my opinion, more Democrats showed up than Republicans because Republicans gave up. And we that's the one thing, Bob, we can't do. You cannot give up. We have to be willing to fight. Now, not fight physically, not fight breaking windows, but fight. And people say, well, you right. can't fight. The system is rigged. That's not true. You can fight. Remember, in 2016, I want to remind your listeners, the media came out and said the Democratic Party is dead. It's over. And Democrats were like, wow. Isn't it amazing that four years later, Democrats control the House, the Senate, and the presidency? Being dead means that you have to realize the issues that are in front of you, and you have to change and make things better and get things back. And that can be done, but we can't give up. Absolutely right. Congressman, I want to play for you a little bit uh, the tail end of President Trump's speech in which he invited people to walk down Pennsylvania Avenue to uh, the uh, the Capitol to try to uh, express themselves. And I want you to listen to this, and then I'll ask your reaction to it. Because this, by the way, is exactly what the left says is why Donald Trump should, and not just the left, but some on the right as well now have said that he should be removed via 25th Amendment immediately or impeached in the last two weeks of his term, saying that he incited the violence. Let's find out ourselves here. We're going to... We're going to... walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. I love Pennsylvania Avenue. And we're going to the Capitol. And we're going to try and give 
The Democrats are hopeless. They're never voting for anything. Not even one vote. But we're going to try and give our Republicans, the weak ones, because the strong ones don't need any of our help, we're tr going to try and give them the kind of pride and boldness that they need to take back our country. So let's walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. I want to thank you all. God bless you and God bless America. Thank you all for being here. This is incredible. Thank you very much. All right, that's the end of it. Now, Congressman, again, let's walk down Pennsylvania Avenue to try to give our weak Republicans the strength that they and boldness they need to take back our country. In other words, to support them in voting to not certify the election. Every rally Donald Trump has had in the last four years has had massive, massive crowds of thousands chanting things like lock her up or lock them up or this or that or the other. Is there any reason to believe that isn't exactly what he expected this time? How could he possibly have foreseen anyone going and actually trying to enter the Capitol building? Well, look, I, I would agree with you. And uh, I, I actually was on a TV interview where they, they did his speech. The problem is they also did Don Jr.'s speech. And Don Jr. was probably a little bit more insightful. And I think that's probably where people are tying this together. But the president... You know, the words speak for themselves. He he asked them to walk down. And look, I told you, many of my friends were there. Many of my friends did walk down. They stood at the bottom of the Capitol. They were not the ones up on the, uh, you know, climbing the walls or going through the windows. And, and, uh, and by the way, I do know some Trump supporters that went through the windows because they called and also said, you know what, I just did it because it was happening. And I understand some of that. I don't understand the violence that occurred afterwards. I don't understand that the person who grabbed the, you know, the fire extinguisher and hit the police officer. I mean, these are the unlawfulness, and I don't believe those were Trump supporters. I believe those were people either. that should be arrested. But uh, in the end, I would agree with you. The president didn't incite it. I think what the media does is they like to package it all together. And the only reason I can say that is I was, I, I was blindsided because I really didn't watch Don Jr.'s speech. And, uh, and there were some things that he said that probably incited people, um, but not to the point of going and attacking. Uh, even his, his words were not attack and break windows. So, again, I think what the media does is they, they like to use words and, and, and small phrases to their benefit, and that's the problem. It's the power of the media. I 100% agree with you. Um, the media can, can make or break people, make or break decisions that are happening. And, uh, and we don't have even Fox News, as many people know. They've somewhat slid more to the left than they used to be to the right. Uh, no question. And we, we, we need to find that media voice. And I think you'll find that. I've heard that President Trump's going to now announce a Trump uh, a media, which may be the answer to. And, and these are the things I say we, we can't give up. There are ways to fix it. In 2024, the Democrats might be saying, what happened? And that's what they should be saying. Yeah, I agree, and I hope the president does something like that, and I would be volunteering to be a part of it in any small way that I could if that is the case. I watched Fox News with disgust this morning as Steve Ducey sat there and said he supports the cabinet members who are leaving uh, and uh, virtue signaling and trying to save themselves by rather than going down with the Trump ship for the next 13 days. Uh, I'm just disgusted by that. We do need a voice that is going to help uh, mobilize uh, real, true, peaceful 
uh, fights for the uh, the rights in this country that are in jeopardy right Bob, now. And I do want to add one thing. I know we're running out. Yeah. Don't forget those people like Lindsey Graham who were against the president and with the president and against the president. That's the inconsistency we don't need. Totally agree. Totally agree. That's the hypocrisy we cannot have. That's that's personal motivation, I think, uh, on his part and others. Congressman, or Congressman, we didn't have time to talk about Ohio's economic future. I know you had an event last night. Let's make a date for next week to have you back on so we can talk about that, okay? That would be great. Thank you, Bob. Would love to. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. I didn't get a chance to see the Congressman's webinar last night. It's time to plan for Ohio's economic future because I was doing a webinar uh, with Citizens for Free Speech. But we'll have him back, him back on to talk about that next week. And we'll be right back after this. Okay, it's 9.57. Let's squeeze a call or two in here before the top of the hour. And uh, we are guest-free the rest of the way, by the way. So if you don't get on now, don't hang up during the news break. You will be up next after the top of the hour. We're going to go to Houston, Texas. Will, my friend Will Power in Houston on AM 1420, The Answer. Hey, Will, how are you, my friend? Hey, man, I'm, 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 I'm as good as can be, dude. Uh, looking at, at, you know, what we're dealing with with this, this trash media and these these jello sign reports. Man, let, let me bring up something. You, you played the clip of, of Trump saying we're going to um, walk down to the Capitol. There's another, there's another part of the speech, man, that, that you probably did. He's not playing. Will, you're breaking up on me. I can't hear you. I heard you say there's another part of the speech, and then you broke out. Are you still there? Yeah, can you hear me now? Uh, Well, it's just broken up. I got some some static and some interference, so try it again. What did you say? There was another part of the speech, and then continue. There's another part of the speech where he said we're going to march to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. If... If if Obama says something like that, and, and the media would be going into overdrive trying to, to defend him, the fact and, and if he said something like that, and, and BLM took it upon themselves to to to, to lose their mind, the media was Obama. He he told them to peacefully and patriotically make their voices heard. It's not his fault. Hey, well, um, can you hear me? I want you to give this a, yeah, I can. I hear you just fine. I heard you all that time, and I want to give you what you just talked about. Listen to this. We have come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated. Lawfully slated. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Peacefully and patriotically, exactly what you Thank just said. The only reason I didn't play that part is I was uh, short on time with Renacy. I had to shorten the clip. This was about four or five minutes earlier in the speech, but you're a thousand percent right. Ask any, I challenge anybody to find those words played on NBC, ABC, CBS, MSNBC, Anywhere. or CNN. Nowhere Any- will that be heard. Nowhere. Nowhere. And, and, and that, that's what burns me up, man, more than anything, because th- these people, they purposefully manipulate manipulate stuff they purposely manipulate emotions and then unfortunately these quote-unquote republicans fall right into the trap every single time every single time that's that's all i had man i'm, I'm going 
I'm glad you did, brother. I'm glad. And thanks for keeping uh, up with me here in Ohio from Houston. I, I always appreciate hearing from you. You're a great friend and a great supporter and a great patriot. Thank you, Will. All right. Uh, I'm going to move on from Will uh, after the news. I've got a plenty of phone calls. I said before, hold during the news. Don't hang up or you'll go to the back of the line. I don't want to do that to anybody. So hold your place in line. And if you're not on hold, keep dialing. The lines are all busy, I know. But keep dialing in. I want to hear from you. It is a free-for-all Friday. Probably needed now more than ever so that we can all be heard.